that song, and uh, and so I'm, I got tired for her. Amen. Uh, thank you for that. That was great. Genesis chapter number 27 today. Genesis uh, chapter number 27. Uh, and uh, got a little bit of a ring in here, guys. If you bring this the, just this down just a little bit on the gain, uh, that would help us out just a little bit. Uh, and Genesis chapter number 27. Uh, I want to preach, I mentioned uh, two, basically a two-part message today uh, about uh, uh, facts over feelings. All right, facts over feelings. Uh, it is uh, something that uh, I have uh, believed for a long time, uh, but uh, in recent weeks, uh, with everything that has been going on uh, in the country, uh, we, have, uh, we have seen, uh, I have seen, uh, feelings take over. Like, well, uh, this is an example, but uh, just like a couple days ago, I woke up and uh, well, I saw a video of my grandbabies. That made me happy. Uh, I had uh, saw something uh, on uh, the news that made me sad. Uh, I had uh, just uh, um, listen, I saw something on Facebook made me angry. I mean, I was mad, mad uh, at the stuff that I saw on Facebook. I went through a bunch of emotions all within probably a 30-minute time uh, that morning. Uh, but here's the thing. Uh, I, I didn't do anything inappropriate with those emotions. Uh, they, the, the idea uh, somewhere, somehow, we have bought into this idea that feelings... Uh, are the, the end all to everything. Uh, if you feel a certain way, well, then that's just reality, uh, but, but facts matter. Uh, facts matter in everything, in Scripture. I mean, uh, for as long as I can remember as a, as a Christian, as a pastor, I would witness and I'd share the gospel with people, and people say, well, I don't believe in that, or I don't, I don't think this or don't think that, uh, but, but the Word of God is the Word of God, uh, and even when we don't feel uh, or we don't agree, doesn't change the truth. Uh, truth is truth. Truth is God's truth. It's, it's absolute. Uh, and uh, and uh, there's that bumper sticker that says, you know, God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Uh, but it's, if God said it, that settles it. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. Uh, and, uh, and you've had conversations. Hopefully you've had conversations. I think this is a great time to have conversations with people. Uh, about life and uh, especially life and death, uh, it is a, it's an important time. Uh, but have those conversations. Don't uh, don't uh, cow you know uh, take the coward's way out and uh, and not you know I don't want to offend anybody or whatever. Uh, it is uh, I mean free speech is uh, at a it's it's height I guess in some ways uh, for churches not so much. Uh, you think and I'm going to get into my text here and read in a minute. Uh, but uh, you think about Seattle, uh, you know uh, Chaz. Uh, and, and, and if that name can't be lame enough, they changed it to CHOP. Uh, and so now it's CHOP something protests. Uh, and the reason they did that is because if you are want an autonomous zone, uh, you, it's an insurrection kind of. There's a lot of things that can happen. Uh, but if it's a protest, it's, it's uh, protected speech. Uh, and so there's a lot of semantics that are going on. Uh, but they went from one lame name to another lame name. Uh, and, uh, and it's craziness, uh, all this stuff that has taken place. 99.9% of all of it is driven by feelings uh, and, and not supported by facts. It's driven by feelings and not supported by facts. Uh, and, uh, and so I'm going to explain a little bit of that as we go through uh, our time uh, here uh, this morning. I'd like to invite you to stand, if you would, uh, in Genesis chapter number 27. And we'll begin reading in verse number 18. The Bible says, And he came unto his father, and said, My father, 
and he said, Here am I, who art thou my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, and his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. And he said, Art thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat, and he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. And he came near, and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and blessed him, and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of the field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven, and the fatness of the earth, and plenty of corn and wine." Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over my, thy brethren, and thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Uh, cursed be every one that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. All right. I want to preach again the message uh, entitled uh, uh, Facts Over Feelings. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message. Lord, help us uh, from it. Uh, we love you in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. This is one of my, you may be seated, this is one of my favorite stories in all of the Bible. Uh, the story of uh, Jacob and Esau. And, and I mean, there's so many things that stand out to me in the story. Obviously, it's a wonderful uh, narrative in the Bible and we can learn a lot from it. But I, you know, one thing that I always, I've always wondered is, man, how hairy uh, does Esau got to be uh, that, you know, goat skins you can put on and it's like, oh, okay, that's him. Uh, you, got, uh, you got serious problems uh, if, uh, if uh, you got that kind of a thing going on. Uh, and uh, so I don't know about you, but I, I see stuff that I get fixated on that. I'm like, what in the world? Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but that's just me. Maybe you didn't notice that, but, uh, but really honestly, uh, you know, uh, they make th- you can take care of all that kind of stuff uh, and get some of that off there. But uh, having said that, there's many layers to this. And one I'm going to talk about this afternoon, so I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on here, uh, that's going to have a couple different points from this passage of Scripture, but I really want to focus in on the feelings, all right? Uh, feelings. I think people are too sensitive. That's just my opinion. Uh, we are entirely too sensitive. We are too easily offended uh, in many respects. In fact, the Bible says that great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Uh, and uh, offenses are going to come. You're going to offend people. You may get offended. Uh, but uh, when, you, when it comes down to even this, all the stuff that's going on, sinners uh, act like sinners. They're saved sinners. They're lost sinners. Uh, we can't be surprised when people act out uh, in their, their lives because that's what people do. Uh, it's because of the, uh, of the curse of sin. Uh, and uh, people need Jesus. People need a Savior. And that should all, always be part uh, of uh, our conversations uh, to get people, if they're talking about stuff uh, and asking you questions or whatever, if you can open the door uh, and give them the word of God, uh, then that's great. I saw on the news there's some street preachers that went up to Chaz slash Chop, uh, whatever it was, and they got run out of there. Uh, and uh, because uh, that's the kind of speech they don't want to hear, 
uh, is the Word of God. Uh, but I'm thankful for people like that that will go up there and preach the Word of God and, uh, and, uh, and uh, preach on the streets and whatever. Uh, we need more uh, of that kind of thing today than ever before. But facts trump feelings. Uh, I'm not going to get too far into this, but I'll just put it this way. Um, I feel personally, uh, my opinion, uh, is that when somebody uh, is, uh, let's say if, if you're angry at me, uh, you're angry at me because you think I uh, burned down whatever your house. Uh, you burned down my house, I'm mad at you. That would be a good legitimate reason to be angry, wouldn't it? Uh, and, and so, man, you are angry, uh, so angry, in fact, that uh, you uh, call the police department you, or you take it upon yourself to come over to my house, maybe you're going to burn my house down uh, in retaliation. Uh, but what if you find out that, it, in fact, it was not me? I am the one, it wasn't me who burned your house down. I personally feel like you should no longer be angry at me. Uh, the facts should override the feelings. You do not have a right to those feelings if they're not based and founded in facts. You can't say, oh, so you didn't burn my house down? No, I, I didn't burn it. Oh, thank you so much. I'm still, I'm still going to burn your house down. I'm still going to be angry at it. Does it make any sense? It's because what, what caused the feeling wasn't real. Now, in a more kind of general way, uh, you've had tons and tons of interactions with people. You thought, you know, how many of you bl have blamed your spouse for, for hiding your keys uh, or moving your hat uh, or whatever? I mean, I got a big list. I'll be like, hey, where is this? Uh, and, uh, and I'm angry at Amy for moving it. And it's not Amy. She didn't move it at all. I left it somewhere. And so when I, you know, when I find my keys that I blame my wife for hiding, uh, here's, here's what, you know, she'd be like, hey, did you find them? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't yell at her anymore. It's like, yeah, I found them. Thanks for hiding them. No, because we both know she didn't hide them. And so what do I do? I find them. Then I apologize for getting angry. And I no longer have a right to be angry about the keys because all of it was make-believe. Uh, but how many of us stick to our guns and we just remain where we're at and at the same level of emotion when, when facts reveal that what we feel uh, is not founded in truth? All of us have done that. There's probably people in this room today that need to apologize to their spouse or to their children uh, for the things that they've been angry, sad, whatever, and it was based on nothing that they had done, and you have no right to continue to feel that way. But here's what we think. Well, I feel that way, and, uh, and, uh, and we've got a right to feelings and all this kind of stuff. No. Um, stop being angry at somebody if you have no right to be angry at them. All right? Now, back into our text uh, we can see in chapter number 27, verse number 1, the Bible says, And it came to pass that when Isaac was old, his eyes were dim. Uh, so he, in his old age, uh, his eyesight began to fail him, that he could not see. And he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, uh, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here am I. I mean, he's like, My son, here am I. Uh, he is communicating with him and with others in this text because he can no longer see them. And we don't know to, to what extent that uh, the degeneration of his eyesight was. Uh, we can see that perhaps he was bedridden uh, at this point as, uh, as we see that kind of inferred uh, in the story. Uh, in verse 2, he says, And he said, Behold, now I'm, I, I am old. 
uh, I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons and thy quiver and thy bow and go out to the field and take me some venison. Uh, and uh, how many of you like uh, a little bit of venison? Uh, I like that. We had uh, uh, a bow hunting club at our church in Wisconsin. This was the uh, theme verse for it. <laughs> uh, now therefore take thy weapons and thy quiver and thy bow and go out in the field. Take me some venison and make savory meat. So uh, the idea, uh, son, go out. I can't, you know, is it you? Yes, it's me. Go out in the field. Uh, and, uh, and he asked Esau to do this because Jacob, Jacob was, he was a mama's boy. Jacob was, a, he was, a, he was soft. Esau, hairy, uh, Jacob, soft. Uh, I, I think he, Jacob, uh, maybe used a little lotion uh, now and then and uh, other types of things. But you don't ask Jacob to go get you venison. You ask Esau. That was what Esau did. Get, get your bow and your arrow and, and get me some venison and make me savory meat such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die which is going to bring me to the first fact uh, that we see, uh, feelings. uh, And in this uh, idea, the senses uh, began to overrule, all right? Uh, Back in Genesis in chapter number 25, if you'll turn there just really quick. Genesis chapter number 25. And uh, let's take a look at verse number 19. Genesis 25, verse number 19. These are the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah to wife, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padanaram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian. And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And the, two, and the children struggled together within her. And she said, If it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels and the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And notice what it says. And the elder shall serve the younger. The elder shall serve the younger. God had already told Rebekah and Isaac uh, that Esau was going to serve Jacob. Uh, That was the plan. Now we see this as the story unfolds. There's deception and, uh, and, uh, on Rebekah's part and lies that were told uh, by uh, Jacob to his father. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that God had a plan and he had a will. Uh, and, uh, and this old man, Isaac, uh, was basically, I'll put it this way, he was a declining in his health. Uh, and it's akin to or analogous to us as being a declining believer who lives by the natural and not the supernatural, uh, who, who's trusting his own senses instead of trusting in and believing in the word of the Lord. The Lord said uh, the younger uh, is going to be uh, the one in charge, not Esau, but Jacob. And, uh, and uh, he said in, back in our text, turn back there please to uh, Genesis chapter number 27. Uh, and uh, he said, uh, I'm going to bless thee before I die. Uh, and uh, and he's, he wants this savory meat. Now think about our senses. There are five. People say there uh, are six senses. Uh, the five senses, what are they? There's, there's hearing, uh, tasting. Uh, we'll be uh, using several of our uh, senses today. What, so what I say? Uh, hearing. What are the other ones? Taste. Smelling. All right. Touching. And uh, Right. And uh, so the sixth sense is kind of this 
um, extrasensory feeling like you know something. Uh, and so there's a lot of science and things that uh, talk about that. And, uh, and you, just, you just know something's not right. Uh, that's kind of that sixth sense. You feel that. And by the way, Isaac, my opinion, as I read this passage, he, he thought something was up. Uh, because we'll see here in a second, uh, you know, everything. That's why everything had to be done uh, the way it was done. Uh, but this man's appetite for food uh, overruled his, his sensibility and his intelligence to be able to discern. Uh, as, as, as sick as he was and as bedridden, his, uh, bedridden as he was, uh, he was still, he still wanted some venison. He, st- he still wanted to eat. He had his appetite. Normally, like if you're on your deathbed, Eating's not the thing that you do. Uh, But he was still had an appetite. He said, go get me some venison, make me savor meat, and I'll bless you uh, before you die. And uh, we see a little bit later on uh, in in the story uh, that uh, he, in verse number 9, he says, go to the flock. Uh, This is Rebecca now. He's saying this to her son. Well, let's back up, get a running start. Uh, Rebecca heard this, verse 5. Rebecca heard when Isaac spake to Esau. She was eavesdropping. Uh, and listening to the story. Uh, and Esau went to the field, hunt for venison, and to bring it. Rebekah said unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison, make me savory meat, that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord, uh, uh, the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, according to which I command thee, go now to the flock, and fetch me thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And we read again in verse number 24, uh, excuse me, verse number Yes, 24. Uh, and he said, Art thou my son? And he says, Bring me the venison, which I, uh, I want to eat it, uh, and that, that my soul may bless thee. He had an appetite. Here we find his, his sense of taste in his carnal appetite, uh, uh, the fleshly appetite for hunger, uh, seems to be an overriding passion. Now, before you get too uh, you know, uh, critical uh, of, of Isaac, the same thing's true with you. Um, I mean, our belly, that's why the Bible says God, the God of our, our belly uh, is our God. Uh, we, uh, we're going to eat today. Please don't take this as like, hey, better not eat today uh, and uh, use my sense of taste. I want you to do that. Uh, but uh, but we, are, we are often driven by that. It's like, that's why God says we're supposed to love the word of God more than our necessary food because we'll do for food uh, what we don't do for a lot of things. I've, been, uh, I've mentioned this. I've been smoking meats, uh, and it takes a long time to do that and very little time to eat it. It is like a labor of love for this long time, and it's just, but we'll do that. Now, you, you know, uh, that amount of time doing a whole lot of other things you wouldn't be willing to do. But when it comes to feeding our appetites, we are. So he says, he says go uh, and, uh, and get some goats. This is Rebecca now to her son, and I'll make the savory meat. Uh, and uh, here's the, th- the thing about that uh, is that goats, uh, how many of you have eaten goat before? Uh, I've eaten goat. I enjoy eating goat, uh, but, I don't, but it's gamey. Uh, it's uh, just like a lot of venison. Like where I grew up, the venison, uh, venison, the deer, <laughs> uh, the deer uh, ate a lot of cedar plants uh, and uh, a lot of swampy type food, and, and the venison was gamey. Uh, if you go to Nebraska and they're eating in cornfields, well, then it's not as gamey, and it actually tastes pretty good. Uh, but when you have ga- gamey meat, uh, you have to treat it. So she's making savory meat. A boat was going to be for the venison, for the goat. Savor- so whatever she's putting in it, 
uh, it's going to taste like venison, and it's, it tricks him uh, and, uh, in, in one respect. So she's making goats to taste like venison. Um, if you don't do anything to it, it's pretty similar. Uh, and uh, by the way, if you don't want it gamey, you just mix it in, uh, in powdered mustard uh, and uh, rosemary. Uh, that deactivates the saturated fat uh, and takes the gaminess away. Uh, and, uh, and so now, uh, men, uh, put, that, put venison back on the menu uh, in goat uh, and lamb uh, and everything else. Just get you a bunch of dry mustard and you'll be good to go. Uh, that's just free. I just want to put that out there uh, for you. So taste. But then the story goes on. Uh, in verse 11, And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I'm a smooth man. Uh, my father, peradventure, will feel me, and, and, uh, and uh, I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me, uh, not a blessing. By the way, this kind of, it's not, he's not saying I shouldn't do this, this is wrong. He's saying I shouldn't do this, we're going to get caught. It's like the 11th commandment. Uh, and uh, and so, so this is, I'm going to do this, uh, and this isn't going to work because I'm, you know, uh, I, I'm a smooth man uh, and my brother is a hairy man. And he's going to catch on to this real quick. Verse 13, and his mother said unto him, upon me be thy curse, my son, only obey my voice, go fetch me them. And he went and fetched and brought them to his mother and his mother made savory meat such as his father loved. Uh, and Rebekah took the goodly raiment of her eldest son Esau and put it on him. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands and upon his neck. Uh, and uh, and uh, she gave the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of Jacob. So he's got on, he's got on uh, his brother's clothes, uh, which even though they're goodly clothes, uh, we find out that they smell like the field. Uh, and uh, because that's where Esau spent his time. So his goodly clothes slapped on some goat um, hair uh, on the back of his neck and onto his hands, uh, gave him a platter of, uh, of, of venison, uh, and uh, sent them in to his father. And notice what he did right away in verse 18 uh, when he says, uh, he says, here am I. Uh, that's uh, Jacob's response. He says, who art thou, my son? course he can't see uh, and Jacob said and he and you know lies to him uh, he says unto his father I'm Esau thy firstborn uh, I have done according to, it's just filled with lies uh, I've done according as thou hast badest me arise I pray thee sit eat of my venison that thy soul may bless me and Isaac said unto him he said how is it that thou hast found it so quickly my son so he says come over here let me touch you uh, and uh, I want to check out make sure that you're my son Esau uh, because I'm hearing the, the voice of Jacob uh, and, uh, and I can't see you uh, I, I hear and this is another thing he's, he's letting he's letting what he feels, override what he's hearing, and he knows something's up. Because, because if you've ever been hunting, uh, it doesn't happen as quick as Rebecca and Jacob did it. You got to go out there, and you got to find it, right? Uh, and the ones that you don't chase away uh, or run off uh, and you kill, now you got to take it to the game warden uh, and, uh, with your ta- you know, for the tag and everything else. Uh, you've got to skin it. You've got to gut it, skin it. Uh, you've got to everything else. And then when you get back home, you've got to treat it like how his mom treated it, even still. And we find out that he did that. He says, something's not, he says, how is it that you got back so quickly? His six senses are kicking in. It's like something's not adding up here. Uh, is, that, is that you? Uh, he's like, yeah, this is, yeah, it's Esau. Uh, and he says, come here uh, and, uh, and uh, let me feel you. Verse 21, and Isaac said unto Jacob, come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, 
whether thou be my very son, Esau, or not. So we see the sense of taste being an overwhelming sense that, uh, that, uh, that kind of consumed him in one way. But we see also the sense of touch being employed in this passage of Scripture where he wants to touch. And so he's reaching out, and, uh, and it's like, uh, you, know, uh, you know, my other son, he's, he's smooth and smells like Jergens uh, lotion, uh, and, uh, but you're hairy, really hairy, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and it must be you. He's touching him, which we see this, uh, this next sense verse, number, uh, uh, sense, verse 22. And Jacob went unto Isaac his father, and he felt him uh, and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. So now we have the sense of hearing. He says, I hear, I hear the voice of Jacob. But I, I feel the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy. Uh, and his brother Esau, as his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. And he said, Art thou my son, a uh, 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 very son Esau? You ask him again. And he said, I am. Uh, and he said, Bring it near to me, and I'll eat of this, my son's venison. My soul bless thee. And this is a huge blessing, by the way. Uh, and uh, uh, in what takes place, we're not going to get into all of that. Uh, and he says, now come near, verse number 26, and his father Isaac said, come, uh, come unto him, come, come uh, near now and kiss me, my son. And that was uh, uh, something that everybody did uh, at that time and uh, part of their greeting. And so, uh, so he, uh, he gives, uh, gives him a kiss and then he, uh, he smells him, gets up close uh, and he smelled the smell of his raiment uh, and blessed him and said, see. Now this see is not the sense of sight. This is, the, this is an understanding. And, and I, when I read this and I hear or I see these words, I wonder, who's he talking to? Uh, because the only two people there uh, are, are those two men. And probably Rebecca is probably eavesdropping uh, because that was, that was what she does. Uh, and, uh, and so he says, verse 27, And he came near and kissed him uh, and smelled the smell of his raiment and blessed him and said, See, uh, the smell of my son is the smell of the field the Lord hath blessed. I mean, he's talking to himself. He's convinced himself that this is, J- this is Esau and not Jacob. Uh, by having the venison, by touching the skins, by, by, by hearing, uh, and, he's, and he's wondering what is going on, something's not right. He comes up uh, and, hey, come here so I can give you a kiss. He gives him a kiss and he smells like Esau, smells like the field. Smells like outside. You ever go outside in your suit clothes or whatever and uh, you come back into the house and you just you smell like the outside uh, that's how, that's how Esau, Esau, that's where he spent. He was outside hunting, fishing, killing, uh, you know, gathering, hunter-gatherer. Uh, and uh, Jacob was in the house playing Xbox uh, and uh, just hanging out in there, making sure you went to his, his manis and petties uh, on a regular basis. So, so he says, see, it's the smell of my son. It is the smell of the field which the Lord hath blessed. Therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth Plenty of corn and wine. So here's a couple of the facts. Fact, one fact was God had already told them what the deal was. Uh, Jacob is going to lead. Esau is going to follow. Um, fact, fact is, is that the whole scenario, just, it, 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 it was too fast. You just can't go out uh, and, uh, and get you a deer uh, even then. And, and by the way, I mean, when you think about, they didn't live like in the, 
you know, uh, that live in deserty areas and things like that. And, uh, and it wasn't, I, I just don't, it just wasn't going to happen. And that's a fact. You just don't go outside, shoot, kill a deer, you know, do everything you need to do to it and get it to the table in that amount of time. That is a fact. Uh, another fact is, uh, is that it was goat. <laughs> it wasn't venison. Uh, and so his, even though his sense of taste was what it was, uh, perhaps uh, uh, there was, uh, the fact is um, you can treat it all you want. It's still goat. All right, follow me? So that's a fact. It wasn't venison. And he's lying about it because he's saying it is venison uh, and it was not. The fact is that it was Jacob the whole time. It wasn't Esau. That's the facts. Uh, the fact is that God didn't do this. We see later on, he says, hey, um, how did you get back so fast? God, God did it. And of all the lies that were told that day, that was the worst of them all. Because God didn't do it. And I'm going to talk about that this afternoon. Uh, because because that's, what, that's, how, that's how you do God. That's how I do God. That's how we do each other. We make poor decisions and we do this and that. Uh, and then we say, well, God told me to do it. Because when, when he said, hey, uh, how do you get back so fast? Uh, God gave it to me. Because the response is, oh, awesome. If God did it, that's great. Uh, because God always overrides, always trumps you or I or our friends or whatever. Uh, that's why you tell, you make a dumb decision uh, and, and it all falls apart uh, or it's, it's about to. Uh, and then you tell somebody, well, God told me to do it. God told me to. You haven't spoken to God for years. And all of a sudden, God's told you to do something. Uh, and the reason we say that is because uh, it's like, hey, well, uh, hey, pastor, we're going to do this. I just don't think that's right. Well, we prayed about it and God told us. And you know what I want to do as a pastor? Oh, well, great then. Because God trumps pastor. And, uh, and so you tell me that story. You hadn't prayed about it at all. But you tell me that story to make sure that I can't come back at you because I am overruled by your prayer and answer from God. And, uh, but you know, and I know, that you didn't pray a lick. And so it was, the fact was is that God didn't, he didn't go, he didn't walk outside and there was a deer. It's like some people, like they just, you know, they, they throw uh, uh, bait piles uh, out in their yard and they just step out on their porch. And, uh, and I saw somebody hunting a, a video, a picture of a, a pastor friend, uh, and he was just sitting on his deck <laughs> uh, and uh, eating his food and drinking a Diet Coke or something. Uh, and he's shooting a deer uh, that's on his bait pile, uh, you know, about 50 yards from his, from his, you know. So I guess it can happen pretty quick uh, in today's day and age. But, uh, but here it didn't, God didn't do it. God didn't supply uh, a deer uh, just outside of their tent uh, for him to do it. God didn't do it. Uh, and, and the fact is this, Isaac was wrong. He was wrong through the whole process. Uh, he, he's, he's smelling, he's touching, he's feeling, uh, and, uh, and, and on and on. Uh, and he says, see, that means to understand. See, talking to himself, he convinced himself that what wasn't true was true based on his feelings. Let me say this. Never let what you feel make you forget what's real. Facts over feelings. Don't let your emotions overpower your intelligence. A declining believer 
living by the natural instead of the supernatural, trusting his own senses instead of believing and obeying the word of God. Uh, and, uh, and it is such a wonderful truth in the Bible, but we just skip over it. We just don't let it sink in. You say, well, how do you know I don't let it sink in? Because you let your feelings run you all too often. I do too. Uh, but but the facts have to override that. Now, if we make an application to what's going on uh, in our society, uh, there are a lot of facts uh, that get run over because uh, of feelings. doesn't matter. And you've had this conversation. I've talked with people. And I say, well, here is, here's a bunch of facts. And they go, I don't care about that. Um, this, is, this is what I feel. This is what I know. Uh, and I don't know how many times I've told people, uh, Christians, uh, I say, here's what the Bible says. They say, I know that's what the Bible says, but I'm going to do this anyways. Or I'm going to think this anyways. They let their feelings override the truth uh, of God's word. And when we do that, it is a recipe for disaster. What if, and, I, and again, I want to get too bogged down in it because we all know the scenarios if you watch the news. Like, What if that police officer actually knew that man uh, and they worked in the same club and whatever and, uh, and, uh, and he had a beef or whatever? What if it turns out uh, that, uh, that he murdered him uh, but it was not racially motivated? Um, is, it gonna un- is, that, is that fact going to undo all that was done? No. Should it change the narrative? Absolutely. Uh, the fact uh, should override our feelings about that incident. Uh, we've, uh, um, uh, how many times have we seen uh, a police officer involved in a, uh, in a shooting and then, uh, then the body cam comes out and it vindicates what was going on? Everybody was upset and then all of a sudden you see, you see it happened, the truth, and the conclusions that were drawn uh, were the wrong conclusions. But you know what happens? People continue to be mad. And they continue to, to, to you know, uh, protest or, or, or riot or whatever because they feel that their feelings uh, supersede facts. And I can give you illustration after illustration after illustration. I've illustrated the fact that sometimes you think your wife hid something in your house <laughs> and you, you're, you're, you, you lost it. Uh, and, uh, and you lose it the other way and you're upset about something and you find out, hey, they're, just, they're right where you left them. Uh, and, uh, but you can't just be you know, punching holes in the drywall because, because you're upset and angry because you can't put anything down in this place. Uh, it just, everything, so, so I guess it just grew legs and walked away, didn't it? You've all been there. Don't act like you haven't. And, uh, and it's like, you know, here they are. I just, you know, my wife has never done this, like, you know, uh, or, you know, mock me or whatever when she found them or whatever. Uh, but I know she probably wants to. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and so uh, it'd be like, you know, in those moments, I go, you know what? I'm sorry. Not just sorry for what I said. Um, sorry for the whole thing. Because I went from A to Z in my own head over something that she had nothing to do with. And, uh, and that is, that is a, just a microcosm uh, or just a small example of everything that has taken place uh, around you uh, every single day. Facts over feelings so we look at Isaac and uh, and uh, and he just went feelings uh, and uh, and he came to a conclusion he see he understood see he convinced himself of something that wasn't true uh, with all of the different things that he put together and uh, so I want to ask you 
when it comes to front page news, uh, how you feel about that, is it based in truth? That's something you know. I had to challenge somebody the other day. Uh, they said something, and I said, I said, do you know that to be true? Well, no, I, I, I don't know. I said, well, how come you're telling me that it's tr- like it's truth when you don't even know that it's true? Well, I just, because what we want to do is we want to justify our feelings and our behavior. I have empathy uh, and, uh, and I work at being empathetic. As a pastor, showing empathy, listening with the intent to understand, it is a tool that I've tried to employ uh, my entire adult life to be to have empathy for people and how they feel. Uh, But even though I feel the way that you feel, I'm not going to behave the way that you behave. I'm not going to get angry uh, over something and then go and burn something down. In fact, somebody said, you know, because I use humor uh, oftentimes to deflect when I'm angry. Uh, And they said, I just don't think, you uh, you know, like this is too funny. Uh, And I said, you know what? Uh, You're right. Uh, I'm completely out of line expressing my feelings with words. Next time, I'll go steal my neighbor's stuff and burn their house down. How that, is that better? What's the answer? No, it's not. But facts over feelings. Fact is this. The Bible says there's only one way you're going to get to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. The gospel truth, uh, you, you don't get there through religion. Uh, you don't get there whatever. It's not... You know, whatever uh, church you go to, it's based on what you've done with Christ's sacrifice on the cross. That is the fact. We're not all going to, you know, the same place, different ways. Uh, and, uh, and every day I run to people like, well, I don't believe that. Or I just say, oh, that's too easy or uh, whatever. Uh, and it doesn't change the truth. Uh, but I can't get past feelings to truth. Because everybody has been hardwired to think that they are the end all uh, to, to everything in life. Um, how many of you, I, I admit that I'm wrong on a regular basis. How many of you can admit that you're, that you're wrong, even on a semi-regular, maybe once, maybe in your life, uh, you're, you're wrong. We make wrong choices, wrong decisions all the time. Uh, and, uh, and most of the time when we make them, uh, they are emotional decisions. They are things that we say in the heat of the moment that do, it doesn't jive with reality. All of us have been on the giving and the receiving end of accusations or anger or whatever that had no basis in truth or reality. Every single one of us. Uh, and, uh, And if we are the one who is doing that and we find out that there was no, my wife did not hide my keys. She was nowhere near my keys. Um, I can't be angry at my wife for one second longer for stealing my keys. Is that, is that, is everybody with me? I, I feel like that, like, like that seems to be like simple, uh, but there's debates after debates after debates about feelings. And, and so uh, like the, I mean, people say stuff like you can't, um, you know, people won't, people won't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. And, and we put it on t-shirts make memes and gifts and whatever and put them on their coffee cups. People will not forget how they made you feel. Sometimes we feel ways that have nothing to do with the, with the person we're engaging in or with. It's just our preconceived ideas. Uh, have you ever been uh, in an instance where you have fear and that fear is based on your imagination 
or based on a stereotype. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and, uh, and so the idea is, okay, if I walk into a crowd uh, and there's a bunch of people that don't look like me, I should have fear uh, because of this stereotype, that stereotype. Where I have no right to that emotion of fear and I can't act on it. Like if, if there was nothing to make me afraid and I act on fear uh, and, uh, and, and attacked or whatever, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's too much, too many feelings. We are, we are so, they're so ingrained uh, and, it's, and it's tearing, it tears churches apart. It's tearing our country apart. It's tearing the world apart. Uh, and, uh, and it's just, it's just crazy. And if you say, it, it doesn't matter. You could, you could say all the right things and somebody not going to believe you. You can say all the wrong things and, and, and somebody not have a problem with it. Uh, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the eye of the beholder. Isaac, old man, eyes were dim. Feels like, feels like Jacob, uh, excuse me, feels like Esau, sounds like Jacob. Sums up here. Uh, but it wasn't very long, and he was convinced in a blessing. Then here comes Esau, and uh, brings the venison in, uh, makes the savory meat, brings it into his dad. He says, who are, who are you? Why, well, I'm Esau. I wanted to go get your venison. Well, who's the other guy that brought the venison? Because he's the one I bless, and he's, oh, and he's crying. Uh, bless me, bless me. Uh, and the uh, fact of the matter is, it wasn't his blessing in the first place. Uh, and all of that, uh, God used uh, to bring about His plan and His glory ultimately. Uh, but my challenge for you through this is don't trust your feelings. Uh, verify them. I think, I, think sh- I think she's mad at me. Uh, and uh, then go ask her. Excuse me. Yes. Are you mad at me? No. Oh, great. And you just go your, your merry way. And stop being mad at her for being mad at you because she ain't mad at you. Are you following? I mean, I could go on all day long about crazy stuff like that. Uh, and uh, uh, it's just, um, you know, there's, there's <laughs> uh, we have, uh, I thought somebody, I was mad, I'll use this illustration, I'm going to be done. Uh, somebody, somebody in my neighborhood is bringing their dog into my yard and letting them go to the bathroom. So you just bring it in there, you're supposed to, you're supposed to take little gloves with you. Uh, and you're supposed to you're supposed to take care of all that stuff. We have I, this happens all the time at the church. I don't want it to happen in my house. Somebody I go out there and mow my grass. I don't have a dog. Somebody is bringing their dog in my yard and letting them do that. And I've been trying to figure out who it is. I've been watching people walking their dogs. I'm like, hey, bring it in my yard right now. Bring it in my yard. I'm gonna go out there and give you what for. <laughs> and then it never happens. I've been so mad at my my neighbors. For their, I mean, it was, it's inconsiderate. But you know what it is? It's just a dog doing it itself. Just comes, I don't know whose dog it is. And there's a cat. There's, I have cameras. It's like, oh, my camera's going off. I'm going to catch my neighbor. No, it's just the, the animals. I'm mad at people for something they didn't do. So it's like my neighbor's going to drive by and wave at me. I know they've got a dog. I ain't waving at them. It's, got a, it's, it's probably, if that's a candidate right there because I know that they've got a dog. Yeah, whatever. Have a nice day at work. And, uh, but that's how we are, based on absolutely all in our head. And if you have somebody that your relationship is being, you know, challenged or whatever, um, just go to them and fix it. 
uh, and, and make it right. When you find out, no, they weren't mad at you, they, weren't, they didn't do it, they didn't hide your keys, they didn't whatever, then you just, you just say, you know what, thank you for the clarification. And then you stop with your feeling because, because you can't own that feeling any longer because it's not based in fact. And, uh, and that'll help you in every area of your life. Let's all stand uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed this morning. And